Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Isabel. And welcome back to another episode of Comments by Bravo. Hey Iz. Hi Em. That Bethany Jeff Lewis Watch What Happens Live took easily a year off my life. I had the absolute best time watching it, but there's been a lot of aftermath, but it was chaotic and funny and perfect in the best way. And I think really encapsulated everything I love about reality TV and live TV. It was just made me feel alive. Also because Andy was having the time of his life. I listened to Jeff on his radio show religiously, literally every single day. I do not miss a day. So Yesterday, he was talking about the episode and basically said, like, he thought they had the best time. You know, they're a perfectly matched pair and they can really kind of poke fun at each other. And, like, it's an even match, you know, which I think for the two of them is very, very rare. But apparently, after I think people got in her head saying, like, Jeff was so mean to you, and maybe that Andy was a little bit mean too. And they had an off air conversation about it and settled it. But I just love that no matter what, like there's always drama and you will always be a Bravo celebrity at heart, especially when you walk back through those doors. Well, yeah. I mean, when Bethany posted that TikTok basically saying, I just hung up with Jeff Lewis and, you know, I really will commend him for calling me and apologizing and and saying, you know, I, I know your daughter felt that you were ambushed and I never want to do that in front of her. And she was almost uncharacteristically emotional in it. I think maybe there was something about her daughter being there that brought that out of her. But I think my biggest takeaway is exactly to your point, like Bethany kind of met her match in Jeff Lewis. And I think that that is territory she's not used to charting. I think they're kind of an iconic duo. And in terms of her daughter, it's probably interesting because she was so little, like during Bethany's whole peak of being so involved in reality TV that now that she's older and can watch and understand it, she's probably like, whoa, what is this? You know, for for Bethany, it's sort of just second nature. Well, yeah. And also, you know, Bethany fights fire with fire. And I actually would say 
she wasn't at all subdued. That is absolutely the wrong word. But I think that she didn't maybe go as hard as she could have. And maybe some of that was her daughter being in the audience. I don't know what it was. It was just (laughs) – you were like on the edge of your seat the entire time and had one hand over your face because you're like, I can't watch this. It's so uncomfortable, but also I will kill anyone that tries to turn it off. I mean, obviously it was my heaven. So just to give you a little roadmap of the episode today, we have Potomac first, then Salt Lake City, and then Miami. And this week for Miami, we were joined by Alexia and Marisol in studio, our first in-studio interview in I think almost two years. And it was just so much fun. I feel like we really just dropped that bomb on everybody. Like, I feel like you all will be freaking out because you know how much we die for Miami and how much we die for Alexia Marisol. So I'm so excited for you all to hear this. It was the best time. Life highlight. We had so much fun. When they get there, they sit down and obviously Isabel and I are like having an out-of-body experience just because (laughs) them specifically – They are exactly as you would expect them to be, like legitimately transported from your television to the room. And they sit down, you know, we're just getting acquainted and they start talking Spanish and Isabel turns to them and is like, I got to be honest with you. When you guys start speaking Spanish, my nipples get hard. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that. Yes, I can. We were like, how are we so lucky to just be witnessing you guys? Like you'll hear, it was so much more of them talking than us because I think that we we're just ha- really having the time of our lives just just watching them. Yeah, I agree. I just want everybody to feel like we hear you, we see you. We are feeling the exact same way about Miami. Again, I say until I'm blue in the face, it is an elite franchise. Everything about it is on another level. These first four episodes were absolutely epic. There was not one moment where I like wanted to be on my phone and didn't need to be glued to the screen. And I just know that this is going to be another just top tier season. I could not agree more. And let's leave you with this episode. We love you guys. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. Like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. 
So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. I don't know if it's just because I'm kind of out on Robin this season, but to me, this whole Bluetooth speaker moment did not hit me in the way that I think she anticipated it to. How do you feel about it? I think she really thought she was doing something there and it was going to be a holy shit moment. And it just wasn't. She can't play producer the way that Ashley Darby can. And I don't think anybody can in, in all fairness. But the thing is, what she was playing with Candace wasn't like, you know, some recording that she just so happened to get. Candace said that on Instagram Live. Like, she clearly wasn't overly nervous about the women finding out about it, first of all. But second of all, any franchise, any of them will say, all these bitches are fake. No one's loyal. Like, yes, it's not the nicest thing to say, but to me, it feels so minor in the scheme of things. I see both sides. Like Robin is right in saying factually, you said these things, you put them out there. Why is it so bad for me to play them on the speaker? But I also, from Candace's perspective, she sees Robin as a friend and Robin is now turning all the attention to her. And the way that she hyped it up made it a thousand times worse. Like if all the women had been in their beds that night scrolling on Instagram and seen on all the Bravo accounts, like clips of this Instagram live and Candace saying those things, I don't really think they would have cared that much. It wouldn't have been such a thing. So from Candace's perspective, it was like, what are you trying to do? You know, at a dinner table, it's a whole different scenario. I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but the way that I was looking at it is like, I don't necessarily think that Robin would have felt so inclined to do that if Candace hadn't been supportive of Wendy. I think that Robin cannot stand Wendy and is so annoyed at the fact that Candace comes into the situation. Robin tries to present it to her to make Wendy look like the bad guy, which she wasn't. And when Candace wasn't buying that and then kind of goes out of her way to support Wendy, I think that rubbed Robin the wrong way, which like I disagree with just generally, but then specifically, if that was some of the catalyst for her feeling so excited about playing this, I even think it's more ridiculous. But like when you say that, as I'm listening, breaking down the layers, it makes Robin look so ridiculous because she already doesn't have like the biggest argument to not like Wendy. I think she's just annoyed by her and can't stand her which fine, that's allowed, but you don't need to go out of your way. But then on top of it, to try and go out of her way to embarrass Candace, who up until this point has been her friend, solely because Candace is being a nice, accepting, warm friend to Wendy, someone that she can't stand. Like, it's so, it's just wild to me. I mean, again, she didn't say that. I'm not saying that that's definitely the reason. It's just when I'm looking at it, I'm like, 
why is she feeling suddenly so excited about going for Candace when she's right, right. just a few episodes ago, she was the one that was defending Candace and Chris to Giselle behind, even before Candace knew about it. Like, yes, when she went out to eat with Candace and Chris, she was also, you know, being super defensive of Chris, but she said that to Giselle's face. It wasn't like she was doing it to save face with Candace. She genuinely felt that way. So I, I understand if I'm Candace kind of feeling so blindsided by like, why are you getting so much enjoyment from putting me on blast? Honestly, it's a very weird feeling to just be so on Candace's side. And I think specifically this entire episode she didn't really do anything that I disagreed with until the end. Obviously, it gets a little bit messy. But I think out of everyone, her loyalty to Wendy and just the way that she was really going out of her way and sticking up for her and being the voice for Wendy in the group, like to invite her to things and make sure she felt included and also to remind everyone she left her family. She's here to be with us and obviously film the show, but to be there, spend time with them. And she's sitting alone in her hotel room. Nobody's remembering that. And I just felt like if I'm Wendy watching this back, I would feel so good and also just seen and heard. Well, that's the thing. I think it's so much easier to kind of support someone to their face. And really what's the most commendable is someone who behaves in the way that Candace does, where like, even when Wendy's not there, she is making her stance so clear. And I think that that's, you know, rare in these circumstances. So I can appreciate that. It's just, it's wild as a viewer. Cause like in the past, I have not been team Candace. I really haven't. And this season I'm, I'm watching this episode and I'm like, how are you going to side with Robin in this? I don't know. I, I can't, get that, that Robin is just giving me such mean girl energy and she hasn't always. And I am so upset by it because I used to really, really like her. And it's not even like Giselle is egging her on or even like tag teaming with her. Like she wasn't part of this speaker thing. I mean, maybe she knew about it, but it didn't seem like she was in on the plot with her. So for Giselle to be the more innocent of the two, it really is a role reversal. And I have to say when it came to this dinner at the end, I personally felt Wendy's apology was very mature and honestly, like, suitable given the situation. It, it completely was. And as far as I'm concerned, Wendy is a different caliber of woman than Mia. Like, Mia is just so deeply immature and has so many insecurities that then manifest themselves in an inability to have, like, these authentic female friendships that I – uh, uh, yes, I'm so on your page. I thought Wendy's apology was authentic. I think she, especially, you know, when you're away from the group, you have a little bit of time to reflect. So I think her reflection was real and she was, you know, saying it from her heart. And Mia is just so unwilling to, you know, at all put her pride aside for one second. She can't do it. And where do you, how do you go somewhere with someone like that? I, I don't know. Let's get into what to me was the most interesting and important part of the episode, which was after Ashley and Candace get into it, Ashley all of a sudden turning and immediately trying to ruin Karen's friendship with Candace and say some dirty things that she has heard her say. It That was, I don't know. To me, that was not chill again. It. I know. I mean, listen, we just went back to watch that scene exactly because I think we both were a little bit fuzzy on exactly what happened. And if we want to call it like it is, yes, Candace did say that totally. And if I'm Karen, I think if I'm watching that clip, I am upset. So technically, it's not like Ashley is saying something that Candace didn't say. However, I think what was so unchill about the way that this went down is like, 
you can see it was very similar to last week when Giselle is so excited to say to Karen, you know, you, you're in the middle, you ride the fence too much as if she had had that in her back pocket. Ashley literally heard what was on that speaker, turned her head and said, I wasn't going to say it, but now I am. As if it was just in her back pocket, which like, I know, of course, we, we credit her a lot with being able to play producer. And I guess technically it's not like a quote, dirty move in the sense of she's not making something up, but God, it felt like, how do you ever want to build a friendship when it's, when it's true? Like, there's no such thing as loyalty there. You were so excited to use that card against her. And going back to watch that scene where they're in Candace's kitchen and this comment is made, I felt two things. Number one, so sad and so envious of myself watching that episode in the beginning of the season where I thought there was really a bright future for Candace and Ashley and was loving their friendship and possible alliance, which obviously went to shit. And two was like, I know it's technically wrong and that Candace technically said it. And Karen watching this, of course, would be upset because they're speaking about her marriage and about her maybe extramarital affairs. But the tone of their conversation was so casual and sort of like, oh, people, you know, come to me with things I don't want to hear. And Candace sort of makes that remark and like they're laughing about it. Not that it's something to laugh about, but I don't know. It just felt like something I can understand Candace literally not even remembering she said because it wasn't like a big malicious deal or some crazy information that she was sitting on. It was like a very nonchalant chat that they were having. So now for Ashley to come back and use that and weaponize that little tiny 30 second moment to throw a bomb in their friendship, which they both really care about. It it felt really sad for me. Like I felt sad and I felt bad for Candace because I don't think she ever thought that that little quip would come bite her in the ass like it did. No, but, and that's what she means when she says like, I really can't trust you. (laughs) Like it's not that Ashley is necessarily, you know, unloyal in all circumstances, but specifically when it comes to Candace, she really is. And I think that maybe they are better off just saying, you know what, let's keep it like how we had it. We don't like each other and we don't get along. But when they try to maybe get along and they are, and then it comes back like this, you can't tell me Candace will ever now be able to fully let her guard down with Ashley. And how can you have a real friendship with someone when you feel you can't let your guard down with them? Like, I, I don't know why, because when I'm, as I'm even hearing us talk about it, I'm like, Ashley technically did nothing wrong. Like this is textbook housewives. In the moment, she took something that Candace said to her about someone else and she wants to use it. Like I get it that it's, you know, kind of quote typical housewife behavior. There was just something about it that felt different. And I think it's because one, Karen's upset was so genuine. Like you saw her face. She was really taken aback by that. And then also Candace's upset in the moment was so genuine. Like I really do believe that Candace and Karen have a very legitimate bond. And for Ashley to to come in and try to I don't know, throw a wrench in it for something so insignificant. There was just something about it that felt icky to me, even though technically she didn't do any anything outside of your normal housewives playbook. I know. I guess it's because I was rooting for them to be friends and rooting for Ashley to prove to Candace that she had been wrong about her when with this one tiny move, she proved basically that everything Candace had always thought about her and always thought slash knew was sort of underlying her fun, bubbly personality really was there, which sucks. And like Candace, it took so much for her to even consider giving Ashley an opportunity to be friends and even 
opening the door a crack. And here she is like really, you know, slowly opening herself up and being open to the friendship. And Ashley too, by the way, you know, it was kind of a two-way street. And with this one action, it really completely just undid any of the work they had done to get anywhere to even be civil and be able to go on trips together and whatever. And it just completely fell apart. But Karen's face and hurt in that moment when she heard that was unlike anything I've seen in a long time and anything I've really seen from Karen. Like she usually lets things go or we'll just get really pissed. And this was genuine upset and hurt in the deepest part of her soul. Because I think what it is, and I totally agree it felt different. I think what it is is like Karen is very used to people talking shit about her marriage. Clearly that has been you know, a huge plot line many times before. But I think there's something about her relationship with Candace where she feels like Candace almost respects her in like a maybe respect your elders way in a way that maybe some of the other women don't. And like I feel that to her, that relationship is different than her relationship with the other women. And so it hurt her deeper. I don't think it would have hurt her the same if Giselle said that, if Robin said that. There was something about it coming from Candace who I think in her eyes, even when they fought and they have fought, almost like respects her more than that. Yeah, exactly. Like that that would never even be a possibility of something that would happen. So to hear that, regardless if it did or didn't in the exact way that Ashley is portraying it, that it could even be a possibility, I think was so hurtful to her, especially coming from Candace. Right. And also just to go back to the Candace and Ashley situation for a second, I think maybe one of the reasons that we had that reaction, even though like technically Ashley didn't do anything that was totally <laughs> illegal, if you want to call it in terms of housewives, is because just last episode, they were putting their shit aside to join together to support Wendy. And I feel like that's something we commented on last week of how refreshing that was. You know, like it was really just them coming together and realizing, I guess in some ways, maybe our hearts are aligned. And like, then that just got taken out from under our feet. Well, I think even Ashley was able to admire Candace. And and then Ashley did it with the dinner. But when Candace invites Wendy on the boat and then gets her there, like they sort of had a nice time seemingly. And it was Robin who was kind of the mean girl because when Wendy was around, she's like, I'm not going to talk about my wedding, like only around people who I want to and I feel supported by. And I think both of them like sort of had a collective eye roll over that. So Robin not liking Wendy and the two of them wanting Wendy to be included was sort of like the last straw of feeling any sort of allegiance to each other. And once Wendy was there and they couldn't really bond over that anymore, it was sort of like Ashley felt like I have nothing to lose and I feel no connection to Candace anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, wait, that that uh, mid-season trailer, can I tell you honestly, I would say that these are not the people that I care about the most, but somehow I was fucking drawn to that Jacqueline Mia G drama. Because they're so messy. Like Jacqueline and Mia are both so mean to each other. So now for it to circle back to a potential G slash cheating slash threesome slash swinger conversation, I couldn't really tell. I mean, God, obviously I'm so interested. Also, Ray and Chris having some sort of confrontation and Ashley and Chris having a confrontation. But the real kicker, Karen (laughs) and Sharice fucking hashing it out years and years and years of being arch enemies. And you see that this is sort of like their entire relationship coming to an explosion. 
Oh my God. Especially because Karen specifically has used the tactic of avoidance this entire season. Like we know she can't stand the woman, but you never know that from their interactions. We just know it because we know it. They've never had a blow up so far. So finally, it feels so like gratifying for me at least to be like, Karen, I know you've been feeling this way for a while. Like let it out. And Sharice, like, the way I feel about her is, yes, queen, give us nothing. But I die for her. I think she's so funny. I love her commentary. But she gives us nothing. And you know what? With me, honestly, that's okay. She gives a couple lines an episode, and it's enough. Just having her around to add the dynamic and also to sort of irk Karen in a way and to see how they do things is additive enough to the season. But you see her really, you know, she turns on, activates, and is ready to go. Like, I don't think we've ever seen her at that level, maybe ever before. No, and that's, again, what Karen Huger does. And Karen's calling Robin and Juan having a fake marriage. Oh, and then the the blonde, that whole, yeah. No, it's going to be good. It's just, I mean, to have Potomac on is, at the same time as Miami is like, really, really feels like we've lucked out. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their bestseller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality. And their sheets are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30-night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. 
I feel like the best way to organize this episode, at least in my mind, is everything that happened pre-Jen's nap in the Sprinter van and post-Jen's nap in the Sprinter van. Yeah, the, the nap definitely changed things. I mean, it, maybe it gave her a slight bit more clarity, but this woman is off her rocker. And honestly, at this point, I'm slightly desensitized to her gross behavior, but I'm finding myself more and more turned off by some of the women in the way that they're banning around her. Like, how is this the same Heather that we fell in love with? It's so upsetting to me. I know. It's like giving me anxiety that we all collectively really handed her the award for trustworthy narrator so early on and like really 100% had faith in that. And now I just feel like we're losing her. Like her perspective and judgment is so off. And honestly, it's really disappointing. I'm telling you, these women all are completely brainwashed by Jen. Not all, but really the majority of them. Because even Lisa, who at least in this episode is seeing things very clearly and realizing like, I should not be shamed just because I was supporting Angie K in that moment. And she's calling everyone out on their stuff. Even still, she cares about Jen's friendship enough to even get upset about it. And that's the issue. It's like, even the ones that will call her out for her things, on some level, they still care. And we are sitting here as the viewer, like, how do you guys not realize this woman is bad news? It's really interesting because I think they all just don't know how to handle her. Like, the things she says and does are so outrageous that I just feel like they're like, what What even is the right move here? And something that I find is, like, no one is able to let go. They can think her actions are so over the top and out of pocket. And still, there's some sort of gravitational pull that they all feel, even Lisa, like they all care about in some way still having a connection to Jen that nobody can like let go. Like they they can't cut ties. Well, yeah. And she is so manipulative that it only feeds that because she makes you feel like if you are not taking her side or if you are not maintaining a friendship with her, like you are doing something deeply inherently wrong. And I think it's the combination of how shameful she makes you feel and completely twists the story to make you look like you're in the wrong, which even if you know you're not, it makes you take a step back and question yourself, coupled with the fact that in the reverse, when you are on her good side and you are you know, one of her top friends at the moment, I think some of the women get addicted to that feeling. And like, obviously, as I'm watching, I'm like, you guys stay as far away from her as physically possible. None of that is worth it, of course. But like, I see it with Heather. I even see it a little bit with Lisa. It's like the reason that they're fighting so hard for her approval or for her to not be mad at them, aside from the fact that, you know, she really goes out there when she's mad is because they get something from when she is giving them that praise. Like they all on some level, as much as they can't stand her, they need her to feel a certain way about them. And it's a completely toxic combination because then what you get is these fights that go nowhere because no one's willing to say, I'm just taking a step back because fuck you for good. Like, I feel like Lisa watching this back, the boat scene where Jen throws the perfectly good, beautiful crudite platter is like thinking what was I doing? Why am I making a fool out of myself, literally begging and pleading for Jen? And she's sitting there like arms crossed, like, no, you're a bad friend. And I continue to just like pine for her approval. Like, what am I doing? But it just happens. I don't, I just, Jen, there's something about Jen. 
well, if we want to go with that scene for a moment, what about when Heather is comforting her? And she's like, I know, I know how scary it is to be ambushed. As if Lisa Barlow in that moment was ambushing her. Lisa was just trying to understand why she was mad at her. And why she was mad at her was because Lisa was comforting Angie Kay after Jen poured a glass of champagne on her head. So it's like, what you see going on here is that, yes, Jen is operating in a really concerning manner that is, I mean totally out of line. But then you have the people that we viewed as far more sane enabling her. Heather is holding her saying that she knows how scary it is to be ambushed. Please show me the ambush. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying here. And then, right. you, you, you know, that all of that happens. And then we go to the dinner scene where when someone and in this case, I would say the unsung hero of this dinner is, is Dana, that brings up something Heather really legitimately did say, all hell breaks loose when any of the things that any of them said about Jen are then brought up in her presence because as much as they can't stand her and think that she has issues, they are one deeply intertwined with her and also terrified of her. Like Heather's relationship with her. And I, I previously really adored Heather, but I'm seeing that it may be indicative of Heather's relationships with other people in her life because one thing Whitney's right about, and I don't think she's right about a lot, is the codependence and is the toxicity there. It's like you you crave this validation from someone who realistically we should crave nothing from. This woman is emotionally abusive. And the, oh, sorry, now I'm just getting pissed. I know. Because like you want to like her and honestly, you feel like you get sucked in. Like I almost understand where these women come from of like why they get sucked into the whole Jen Shaw tornado. But with Heather, I feel like examining her relationship with Angie H is also interesting and like holding up a mirror to how she deals with friendships and how relationships go in her life. Because I couldn't believe that she was willing to say to Jen's face, like, I will not pick a side or have an ultimatum made. Like, I don't know if that just spoke volumes about her friendship with Angie or if she felt like she had an opportunity to finally stand up to Jen or to both. I think it's probably a little bit of a combination of both. I mean, clearly there's something about Angie H that Heather is really drawn to. From what we've seen, I don't fully get it. I mean, apparently from a superficial level, there are a lot of perks that come from being her friend and maybe that's enticing to Heather. Although, and I said this a few weeks ago, like I got a bad taste in my mouth with Angie because of the whole thing with her husband and the way that that went down and the way that she handled that. But in this moment, if I'm choosing the lesser of two evils between her and Jen, at least Angie hasn't, and again, this is not like a choice you want to make, but if we have to, for Heather's sake, like at least Angie seemingly hasn't been emotionally abusive to Heather thus far. Whereas Jen at the drop of a hat, you know, abandons any of the previous loyalty or any of the, the previous intimacy in their friendship. Imagine if someone had told you and I, like last season or even season one, that Heather would be not only down, but stick up for slash stay best friends with a woman whose husband made a finsta about another woman and like was trying to justify why it was okay because he felt really bad about it. We'd be like, Heather would never, ever. So now to like watch that is really a moment where I felt my perspective on her shift. And also like maybe she as a person has shifted. It's not just our perspective, but it was just, it was such a sobering moment to be like, oh, 
I was really trusting her just because I was an autopilot of like how I felt about her. And now I have to kind of take a step back and realize like maybe she isn't like thinking the way I would think the way that I have previously thought she was. Yeah. And I think that that's a reevaluation you sometimes have to do midway through a season when the person you believe to be the most trustworthy and objective narrator is clearly showing that their view of situations is like very off, which you know, to that point, I agree with you, we would have been shocked. But also when she says at the table, like, when someone takes accountability and apologizes, I can look past that. With this particular situation, I think it was pretty low. But also, like, generally speaking, I can get on board with that statement. I don't think if you have a long standing friendship with someone for all of these years that like, one tiny digression now makes you turn your back on them. So it's not even that I'm so taken by that. It's more so the way that she's navigating all of this is it's so confusing to me, but as I think about it more, I guess it's not that confusing because there are aspects of these relationships that either seek validation, give her a sense of intimacy, things that I believe she deserves and is maybe lacking in areas of her life that she picks up in these friendships. And it's very sad. It's like, I'm not, I'm mad at Jen. I'm not mad at Heather necessarily in this moment. I'm just like frustrated and kind of sad about it but I haven't gotten to the point where I'm mad. Whereas like I look at Jen and I'm so mad and I don't know why because she's never given us a, a reason to think otherwise. But it's, I think it, I'm just still in disbelief that someone can operate like this. Like you throw this woman's shoes off the boat, you turn around, you say you don't know who did it. And then later on, you are saying she's the only one at the entire table that has your back. Meanwhile, you've been gunning for her, you know, just a few hours ago. It's like, she's so all over the place. No, that was like, the last straw. I literally thought Ashton Kutcher was going to jump out and say we were being punked when Jen had the audacity to sit there and be like, the only one who's there for me, the only real friend is Angie Kay. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? That's when I just was like, all right, I'm out of here. Right. And I like Angie Kay as much as the next guy, but she's also the one that just a few hours ago aired out the fact that you didn't pay a dime for your husband's birthday party. So like, how does that fit into the <laughs> equation? Highlight of the episode was learning about Lisa Barlow's like nine inch custom order pre-order YSL shoes that she brought on a boat for the day and was really afraid that Jen would throw over, which by the way, wouldn't put it past her. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a legitimate fear. Like, I, I don't know. There's something about, <laughs> no, I, I just think that there's something about like when a grown woman starts doing things that are really reserved for children. Like when you take someone else's personal objects and you discard them with no regard, like that's disgusting behavior. I'm sorry. To me, it's it falls into the same vein of like when she pushed Lisa. It's like there are some things you just don't do. And I don't know how she continually gets a pass. Yeah. It is unbelievable on any other, not any other franchise, but on many other franchises, she pulls this shit even one time those women are livid. And somehow she has successfully desensitized them. And I think for a while desensitized the audience to just not get that mad because it's just Jen Shaw. And after a while, like it's just Jen Shaw doesn't fly. You're an asshole. I feel like the St. Laurent shoes are sort of a metaphor for Jen and Lisa's relationship and also just Jen's behavior as a, as a whole. Like you can't trust her. You never know what she's going to do, and it doesn't matter how valuable something is because she's willing to throw it into the fucking ocean just because she's mad in the moment. The other thing I want to mention, because I'm curious how you feel about it in terms of the Heather of it all, is 
regarding her issues with Whitney, like I still stand by the fact that I don't think Whitney presented any of that with clarity and I'm still kind of a little bit confused by it. But seeing Heather behave in this way, which to me is kind of, or at least slightly out of character or maybe an exaggerated version of some of the negative things that we've seen about her in the past. It, I don't want to say it gives legitimacy to what Whitney was saying, but I am now looking at the situation with maybe a little bit more of an open mind. Whereas I was having such a hard time getting on board because I think Whitney really does not excel in like communicating things clearly. So I had no idea what was going on and I don't think she communicated it clearly to Heather either. But now I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, I am now taking this knowledge and it will be in my mind as I know that there will be like Heather and Whitney confrontations coming up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Now we like sort of have a little bit of a clearer, maybe level playing field instead of just being like so gung ho, whatever Heather said, we trusted her, we believed her side and like usually felt that she was justified in her positioning. Like maybe now, I don't know, maybe we'll be more team Whitney. Maybe not. Maybe we'll be so neither of their teams. But yeah, hindsight's definitely twenty twenty in this one. Yeah. And then the final question of it all is, how is Meredith Marks still to this day, December 8th, 2022, still on board with Jen? Because that in all of this is the most confusing to me. Heather, I get even more than Meredith because Meredith actually at one time had no problem successfully writing her off. And now she's backtracked. And to me, I, I, I'm having a really hard time understanding that. Did Meredith say more than two words this whole episode? Like, I feel like she was very uninvolved. I barely even remembered she was on the trip, honestly. No, she kind of took a back seat this episode, which like that doesn't overly bother me. There was enough going on at that table. I think the only part of it that's concerning is was she being so quiet because she's so not terrified, but really so avoiding at all rocking the boat with Jen. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't know. I, I there's too many cooks in the kitchen, so I'm not complaining. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. (music) 
We are so excited to be here with two of our favorite housewives of all time on one of our favorite franchises, Alexia and Marisol from The Real Houses of Miami. Hi! Hi. It's so good to be here and in person. I know. You're People our first need to interview know back. That we're in person. Yeah, first yes. first ever. We have not been in the studio in two years until you two walked in, and it feels oh, major oh, for us. We well, feel we're very honored. Privileged. Yeah. <laughs> we're honored to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. And this is a it's very. It's like you needed this, nice. right? Like, look at the energy. We're like looking at each other in our eyes. We're like using our body and totally yeah it's it's so necessary it's, yeah, yeah very much so mm-hmm. we have been watching you both since the very beginning and have rewatched Miami since it came out again and i have to say my biggest takeaway is that you both of you have not changed at all. Oh, well, which, which way? That's because you're a boy. And always, <laughs> exactly. And always. I was yeah, thinking wait, physically. Which way? <laughs> no, that's what I was too. thinking of too. Yeah. Like that's why. But no, seriously, physically aside, your personalities and everything that you bring to the show has been the exact same energy since the beginning, and I think that is so rare, especially housewives that started when you guys did. Like now, they're completely different people. You're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Which oh, is something like to be that, proud of. I like that too. I like I that. Do, I Thank do. you. You're welcome. Listen, the housewife school is tough. Yeah. And it can change a person. Right. But we had a little bit of a break. I have to ask this. Seeing everything, it feels like I'm going to know the answer. But something we've always remarked about with you two is that there are friendships and then there are real friendships. And you have always struck us as real friends on the show, off the show. And then at BravoCon, you alluded to maybe a little bit of cracks in the foundation. And we got the email the two of you were going to be doing press together, we like sigh a sigh of relief because we're like, yes. all right, everything's good. What can you tell us? What is going on? I didn't on? even remember that you leaked that. I, know, I found out did today. I. Those were the uh, screwdrivers you were giving uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Apparently, what? Apparently, they pick things up that we don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, you said it. You don't even remember saying it. I remember. <laughs> no, that's what I told you. I, I slightly remember, what, remember I what I said that day. I don't remember that. No, I mean I do, but I feel like after this season, you know, that we didn't get to do a lot of act- you know a lot of our things together like we usually do, and then I felt like at sometimes with the rest of the girls that I was the only one talking. Like she wasn't. Not that I needed her to defend me, but so- sometimes it's kind of like you want your friend to say, you know what? Like I I agree with you. I right. told you and afterwards. Just kind of like, I, just didn't I know tell she you told when the cameras were there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So then that's like where I guess where she and I, you know, had this conversation, you know, off camera because we are dear friends like this. We mm-hmm. love each other. We talk mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. So, but what was what was your um, explanation? So my explanation was so the, here's the thing. There's a lot of new girls there, right. and some of us older girls know how it works but the new people just want to get a word in and then everyone's screaming at the same time and I'm just sitting back and I'm thinking you know what I'll say what I have to say in the confessional because some I have I'm all by myself then I can get my point across and by the way this one is a master fighter three people can come at her and she's like and everyone's dead they're dead it's over she doesn't even need right. me no but you but know what you I know can, you, you can be funny me. or you I can be you funny say something funny and just shut I it down they're we'll all laugh screaming. with your humor oh yeah but when they're all screaming sometimes it's just like humor is not gonna help right you take a step back yeah 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 let me ask you though if it wasn't each other who would you say is your go-to person in the group Mm. Mm. I don't really have one. It's just you. No, I guess I would feel more comfortable if, at least for me, like in my storyline and things that I would have to talk to, I would probably feel more comfortable talking to, speaking to Larsa. I was going to say that Because I feel like Larsa has, you know, especially like the mom thing. She's a mom. She gets it. She has four kids. Um, You know, she's been married before as well. And, you know, I 
like her, you know, I was single for a year. So is she, I feel like Larsa, I think she's easier to talk to. I think she'll listen and I think she has good advice to give you as know, well. You always say that we think the same. You always say that. That was my answer too. Wow. <laughs> I, well, think she, I think she's Larsa. very calm and smart. Right. And that's what I like about her. I like people who think things through. Yeah. No, and I think she has experience. Smart. And I think she's a girl's girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a huge difference because mm -hmm. I feel like there's other girls in our group mm -hmm. that we could talk to and get good advice from, but I don't think they're real. And I don't right. think they have like the right intentions. You know, I mm -hmm. think that Larsa would always give me good advice. Okay. We got, and our listeners know this, for years now, since the Kardashians and Larsa were close, we have been saying that to us, she's a little bit of an enigma. Like we don't fully get her. And to hear you say that is so interesting because to us, you two are like the most real. So... <laughs> I guess the, the question I want to ask is like, describe Larsa in terms of her off camera. How would you, how would you describe her? What is she? Our listeners, I think, and us too, are a little bit confused as her as a person because the rep that she gets online is seemingly so different than the way you guys feel about her. And did you stay friends with her, like? from season one all through that time that you were off the show or whatever did. you stayed well, friends I, I did she wasn't in Miami right but you know we always like texted and when she would come to Miami you know she would even come like if I had a party she would attend a party with Scotty and I don't know I just like always connected with her I always there, got that from her even like in season one when nobody got her you know she has a different life and always has than we did you know she came into this already being a public person she was very to a very famous man right and her world was different from ours. And yes, maybe she had like the same lifestyle as far as like lifestyle went mm -hmm. and money, but very different from ours. Right. You know, like we were married to men that, you know, were professionals. So was, so was Scotty. I'm not saying that he wasn't, but he was a professional athlete. Right. So that just made like our worlds different, but I always like respected and admired it. I don't know why I've always loved and admired like athletes. They have so much discipline and structure in their in their lives, and I like that. So I don't. I always got her, and I always felt like she had to be defending herself, like for just being her. So, so I kind of like lived that same kind of life, you know, differently. But I can relate to that. So I felt like I connect the most with her. Yeah. Wow. Um, in my perspective, yeah. I think that <laughs> most people see her like in a paparazzi photo. But if you're sitting with her, she's like cute. You know, she's like a cute girl's girl, and she'll like wink and say something cute or she's smart or she just you feel like you're at home when right. i talk with Lars, i look at her and i feel like i'm at home right you know I f it feels warm it feels homey right. i mean she I might know. be protective because again she is. because of the kind of life that she's had she's always been in the public eye mm. and you know how that is once you're mm. in the public eye everybody has an to, opinion somebody has something to say about you and they don't really know and you who have to you be are guarded yeah right yeah that's so interesting to hear because i feel like it's we see her in such a different way. So to hear you, you guys do. say but that. But she still has a lot of her same friends that I met 15 years ago yeah. are still in Larsa's life and they're mm -hmm. still her friends. Right. Yeah. And we only unlike many of, of the other girls on the show. That She's a cool girl. We don't know who they are or, you know, like we know everything about Larsa. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like the other girls, you don't. So. So I guess from my perspective, and tell me is if you agree with this, that. I was really taken, from what we've seen so far, it's only been four episodes, with Lisa's showing us a little bit, we're starting to see what's been going on. And when you say real, you know, do you find that Lisa is transparent? I mean, I don't think she's been transparent from before, but not because she didn't want to be. I think that she was um, clueless herself. You know, sometimes when you're in the situation, you don't you don't see it the you're entire world living sees it, going it, along with but it. But you're in it and you don't really yeah, see it, yeah. you know. And as a mother, as a wife, you know, you're always trying to protect your family, keep it together, and just you know, 
not talking about it. So I don't think that it's not that she wasn't being transparent. I don't think she was aware of the severity of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, you have to be careful. Like, who do you trust? Right. Who do you say things to? You know, and it's not till like the very end, I think, that she opened up and she said, you know, Lenny wants a divorce and he doesn't love me and he has another woman. But I think before that, she was really fighting for her marriage and for her family. Yeah, I mean, from what we were watching, and I'm sure you saw that very chilling clip in episode four. Oh, oh my God. You don't understand? God. I didn't even sleep that night because I take people's problems like that. I couldn't. I, I mean, I thought to myself, <sighs> how could he not know they're listening? He's microphoned. Right. He said, I'm whispering. Right. Yeah, but I'll tell you this. I do know that. Because then that's what I try to explain to the girls, you know, because I'm like the smarter one. I'm like, just because <laughs> the camera is not there. I wish the audience could see my eyes yes. right now. No, no. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that I always tell you girls because, you know, it's I like know that. women, you know, we think that because the camera is not there, they're not capturing the visual. Therefore, they're not going to use it. And that's a mistake, as we saw. Mm-hmm. So the audio is actually more important than the visual because right. it's your voice. 100%. And they could just put the subtitle as they did. And, you know, you know that that's his voice. And he's actually saying that. Those words came out of his mouth. Even oh though there's no God. image to see that it was him, we know his voice. Mm. I cannot I imagine her hearing that. I because she probably either. didn't hear it till recently. And she already knows the other side of it. But how embarrassing. Well, especially because sharing it with a friend right. of hers. Right. And, his, and in their home. Friend and in, in their home. home yeah. It's just so disrespectful yeah. and a different level. And she's bopping in and out saying, like, let's take pictures. I love you. Look mm-hmm. how good he looks. Yeah, and it's yeah, that yeah. next second. Yes. I, my job was on the floor. Yeah. Same. How did you view Lenny up until all of this? Because from what we saw, yes, he threw those parties, but it seemed like he was seemingly well-liked. Was that the case? I mean, he was never very nice to me, so I wasn't a fan. Interesting. Interesting. I, I liked Lenny. Yeah. And Todd, my husband, and I, you know, have gone to dinner with Lisa and Lenny, and we've spent some time around, and they were at Todd's birthday party last year. I mean, we were just thinking that this year Todd just celebrated his 50th one more year how in one year so many things can change. Well, in a second. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that with my own personal life. Just in a second, like, Mm -hmm. your life changes. Mm -hmm. And literally, we're looking at the pictures because I was doing, like, a a photo collage for for Todd, and there were so many pictures with Lisa and Lenny at his birthday party last year. And, you know, Lenny individually, I think he's a little bit uh, mistaken, too, because he has a certain image, and he looks, like, serious and arrogant. He's very grumpy. And... (laughs) I right. mean, he could be. I mean, <laughs> not very warm. No, he's not. Well, he's, he doesn't feel like home, like right. Larsa. Well, you know, everybody, <laughs> right? Everybody has a different culture and right. background, right? And um, you know, and a different upbringing. So you know, that's the way he was. But Lisa liked it because mm-hmm. Lisa fell in love with him. Well, you now know, I have like, a problem with women that like they trash well, the man after. But what about all the years that you fell in love with him and he right. was so good to you? Why well, don't we Lisa focus on that? Lisa told me on many occasions that Lenny wasn't nice, and to a lot of her friends and everybody complained now that they're not together. So it wasn't just well, me. I mean, we can say that, but honestly, she, that. she fell in love with him, and I'm sure she saw a lot of nice things. Of course, because you know, so. we all get silly when we're in love. Right. Well, well it's, it's funny part now. Of love, right? what, what's starting to trickle out about everybody being like, well, all his parties is just full of you know girls in bikinis and bathing suits and things that they maybe thought about him that they didn't want to say while right. they were married and now it's like but you know what you really can never go by that right because, right you know you totally. can judge that and it's like and that's what i would say i would be like you know what it works for them like this is not like what i envisioned in my marriage or i want it to be mm-hmm. but guess what they said the same thing about herman and i they right. would probably go to the venue parties and they would see that there was a lot of like gay men because mm-hmm. i love gay men mm-hmm. and you know just everybody like i would invite everybody it's not like oh okay you're invited because you're this or that 
And then after that happened, I'm sure people were saying, oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, Alexia I mean, was, I Alexia was always surrounded parties. by gay men, of course. And, you know, so no, you people had a good mix always at, at your parties. They were they were there was a good mix. No, I never I'm thought just trying that. to say because, you know, how people are yes, and they're haters and people always yeah. want to know, like, oh, yeah, of course we saw it coming. Right. Right. But, you there know, I, I don't want to see that just because of the parties. You know, I think that they they liked it. No, Marisol, people talked a lot of shit behind my back, which I wasn't aware of. And about I was marriage with, with Herman and that I was his beard and that I participated in all these things I didn't know what the word beard was right like you know I'm very Latina and right. like I didn't even know that word like I had to look it up when we did the show mm-hmm. the first time so but I was oblivious to all that so right. I can relate to Lisa that kind of like oh everybody saw it coming but she didn't because it was so normal to her. Right. Like, you know. Right. But let me ask you, when you were watching these episodes and you saw, even before that final scene, just in their interactions, that he wasn't, he was not the nicest to her, you know? Did you, when you would watch those, did that feel like, oh, that tracks with what I thought? Or were you surprised seeing Last Well, season? I saw her in her real life and he was nice to her too. You know, mm. I'm not here to defend because we were skiing like a few months later. I mean, earlier before all this happened. Actually, in February, February 25th. Right. Two months before we started filming. Wow. Wow. And he was very nice to her, feeding her. She's sitting on top of him. He treated her very nice. You know, sometimes we forget that our husbands don't sign up to do this. Right. And our families don't sign up to do this. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like your husband just wants to be alone with you. And then you're like, oh, my God, but, you know, we have to go to this restaurant. And, you know, we're meeting these people. So, you know, unfortunately, that's what you saw. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they had a lot of happy moments, you know, in their life as well. And that's why she loved them so much. And right. the, ba- the bad moments are way more interesting for TV. Well, so. that's what people yeah. think. That's what people obviously, you know, that's what yeah, sticks I, to, I, into I their head. Like last season four, when they had that weird exchange, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Oh, that dinner. Was, that was so awkward. You know, I feel like if you hang around long so enough odd. in anybody's home with cameras, you're going to get something that is not so nice. That's right. true. That's true. So, you know, it just depends, you know, house. and he works all day. <laughs> <laughs> and he works all day. Well, that's not what you told me. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's what you told me. No, but like he works all day. Right. He has a lot of pressure. He, you know, he's a plastic surgeon. He comes home. You know, like I'm just like more, I just think about like the whole picture. Totally. Absolutely. You you know also in such a deeper way than we do because what we're seeing, that's all we're seeing, you mm-hmm. know? You well, no, I'm hours. sure it existed. Right. I mean, I'm sure that this was all going on. Right. And that's why she was like so unhappy and kind of like even like angry. Like you could see her like in my wedding party where she goes by herself because Lenny doesn't go, that they probably got into a fight before. She didn't tell me that. Mm. She said they didn't have a babysitter. Because I was actually hurt that Lenny, you know, didn't go. Because right. I know he, that would have been good, he would have been there. Because he actually liked Todd and right. I, I want to think he liked me. And, you know, and he would have been there that night celebrating. But, you know, I feel that maybe that was why she was a little bit upset, you know, with Larsa too. Right. And just like, you know, she was in a bad place mm-hmm. in her life and she was reacting yeah. that yeah, way. Yeah, Did you have any idea at the party that all of that was going on? No. Thank God I didn't. No. Right. I had knew. no idea. Thank God the boat had like four floors and right. everybody was somewhere different. Doing and you had Marisol. And you had Marisol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to hold down the fort because I didn't. You know, I just wanted, I, you know, promised myself that it was going to be about me and Todd. And just, we were just going to like have fun and be into each other and just forget about the rest of the world. You know, my son was already there with right. the girl that I didn't want him to be there with. Mm-hmm. So that was already bothering me. And, you know, Frankie, you know, because of his brain injury, the noise bothers him and so many people. So I was thinking about him too. 
So, you know, I was just trying to be the happiest that I could be. It was so beautiful, that though. Night. It was amazing. That it was, was really beautiful. You should oh have been there. God. It was oh, amazing. Yeah, it was really pretty. It was breathtaking. Yeah, you know, the water, the ocean's always beautiful. Fire the fireworks. A boat. You know, it's kind of like, it's just, you know, refreshing. It's just like you, you forget Miami. about the entire world. And totally. yeah, it was very Miami. Yeah. And, and the girls had nowhere to go. So right, it was right. like, you know, because I feel like in other seasons, like the girls fight and they're like, I'm out. Like my yeah. bachelorette party. But here it was right. like, no, we're, we're at sea. We, I we're not coming back. Blown up a lifeboat. Right. Just like on the Titanic. And <laughs> so sent we them out to them? fight right, at right. sea. In La Barza. We would have yeah, sent them in La musicians right. fly, uh, floating out to right. sea. <laughs> just Lisa and Larsa on a life raft. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting about mortgages. <laughs> that was crazy. When they're trying that to find a home. Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, we didn't even know that Lisa wasn't on the deed of the house, which is the most important thing. Like, right. who cares? I mean, he, the house isn't even under your name. So if that guy has 10 mortgages, you know what? He's the one that's going to have to pay up. Right. You know, not you. So, but yeah, I mean, her name wasn't even on the deed of the house. So obviously it's, you know, Lenny's home. Yeah, not, no, yeah that was why. That was yeah, so. She was concerned about the wrong thing. Yeah. For, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, just in general, watching that night and Todd, of course, gave that beautiful speech to you. Mm -hmm. It was even more beautiful. That uh, was like what made he's it. He's the cutest. I am so excited to share this twisted new series with you from the mind of Tim Burton comes Wednesday Adams only on Netflix. And first of all, this is not a remake or reboot of previous Adams Family projects. It's really a new chapter in the story of Wednesday Adams. So it's a show about Wednesday specifically exploring her journey into adulthood. And it's kind of this supernaturally infused mystery that charts Wednesday's year as a student at Nevermore Academy, where she attempts to both master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and then also solve the murder mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. So just as a side note, Nevermore Academy is kind of the backdrop for this story. It's this very unique boarding school. Some notable alumni are Edgar Allan Poe and Morticia Adams, just to name a few. And the show really does have incredible talent that will play iconic characters. Just to name a few, Jenna Ortega is Wednesday, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia, Luis Guzman is Gomez, Fred Armisen is Uncle Fester, Christina Ricci is a teacher at Nevermore Academy, and so many more. Watch Wednesday, a twisted new series from the mind of Tim Burton, out now, only on Netflix. It's very surreal, at least for me, to, to be with you both in person from watching you so long because you have something we say a lot is that the, one of the things that separates Miami from the other franchises, it's not just the way that it's filmed, but there's this vibrancy to it in general. The the cultural aspect, the the beauty of Miami and all of you. And in person, I'm. Do you, are you not feeling no, that? No, it's like insane. We're it's literally a, transported because yeah. you guys bring that brightness you to bring it. it. It's like mm -hmm. so... It's your show. It's your energy. It's exactly like it was when it started times a million. It is. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, and you can tell you still have fun doing it, which I think a lot of the housewives have lost that, and they get so sucked up in the machine and really start playing it like it's chess and thinking out their plot lines and how they're going to stir up drama. And you guys are just funny, like watching you two get manicures, pedicures together. I could watch that for forty minutes and be so happy, you know. Yes, we do all the time. But most people aren't that natural. Like it comes natural to you guys. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's a job, and you don't always get to pick who you work with. And I'm lucky because I get to work with, 
you know, a, my best friend. We have a lot of fun together. So work is fun for us. Yeah. A lot of other people, they're on their own island. They're isolated. They're plotting their own, mm-hmm. you know, survival and someone else's demise. Yeah. And then you can't live like that. And the that's, girls are only so toxic. And right. the girls are only their work friends, which yeah. you can right. Right. And you can feel tell that. Right. You can see that. It's 100%. very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Do you think social media being a part of it has changed it? Like you got to be on sort of before that was a big thing. And mm-hmm. now obviously it's so much a well, part of it. Twitter right. was, you know, there when we started yeah. and, um, and the blog. I, mean, I didn't like it. And the blog. I didn't oh those blog. That was my first question. When I we didn't got like asked it. back, I was like, are they still writing those blogs? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, do we still have to do it? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, there's no way. And recap, yes, and yes, recap it. That. And then fight with the people because they were write comments and you had to defend yourself there too. Right. It was, I'm like, I can't do it. If yeah, I had to do that toxic. to and explain myself, oh, no, 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 I, no. I couldn't do it. Yeah. No. When no. you were asked back, was there a moment of hesitation thinking it through or was it an immediate yes? For me, it was an immediate yes because I felt like we always belonged on TV and there was, you know, even though we weren't on TV for eight years, you know, our fans still like connected with us and wanted to know more about us. I would get stopped all the time in the street. And, you know, and people were really concerned about like me and my family. They wanted to know more. They would see Frankie. They would get like so happy. And, you know, I felt like I was always connected with the fans, you know, mm-hmm. being, you know, through Instagram, yeah, even though yeah, I'm right. not yeah. such a fan of social the media. Just but I think that they were happy, you know, so I felt like it was an automatic yes because I thought I was like one of the anchors. I mean, I was like the original one. I mean, not only me, but the, the rest of the girls. But I had gone through so much that the viewers, you know, wanted to see and that I wanted to share. And this time around, I was ready. Yeah. You know, I felt like my other seasons, you know, I wasn't very comfortable because We've I evolved. was ashamed. Yeah, you know, I was. And so I think that the show, honestly, like. The show it came Bravo, when it needed to come has back. helped wow. me like talk about certain things in my life that I was ashamed about. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow! So now I'm like proud, and I'm like I'm the woman I am today because of everything I've gone through, and it's been like it made me more comfortable with who I am because I was, you know, I I grew up in a Latin culture that it was like you know keep all your secrets, you know, in the closet, and you don't talk about certain things, right. and um and it was always like ashamed about like a lot of my things in my life, right? So I think, you know, the show helped me and being on a platform like this, you know, has kind of like pushed me to be more open and, and, amazing. and I like it. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, wonderful. To the point that I'm, I'm writing a book because it, and it's helped me. It's been like therapeutic. Would you feel the same? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. Yeah, what she said. Whatever said. she says, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love your role this season though and last season too. Just sort of like you're giving me Joan Rivers vibes of just the commentary you yeah. know like you're not getting super involved and you're always there for Alexia and you kind of are not always <laughs> I know <laughs> well I guess she's always. gonna start being you know where she's gonna be in the reunion oh, that's yes. where she's gonna be alright don't give right? anybody a heads up <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. let them I'm think so that open. I'm gonna I even keep say failing that. you I love that <laughs> no but I just love where you sit and get to like commentate have your cocktail and say it's the here's what favorite I saw. part I'm yeah. sure <laughs> well you, you usually have to remind me about what I saw and then I'm like oh that's right I forgot about that 
you have so much knowledge of what's going on, like behind the scenes, deep Miami. The, I do. No, yes. I, do. I didn't yeah. know that. If anybody wants to know anything, just call Marisol. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and for us, I mean, we know nothing about. Like, I think what comes second nature to you about what's going on in Miami. We're from New York. We have mm-hmm. no idea. So you infuse us with some really interesting tidbits of information. Ooh, you do have a lot of information. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you for That's letting scary. me know. That I have Thank that God I'm your friend. That I didn't know that I oh. had. <laughs> when I see a confessional and I see it in the corner of the alcohol bottle and I start getting, I'm like, all right, this is about to be good. <laughs> it's about to be spilled. Yeah. Well, I actually, there was one time at band camp. <laughs> it was that one time. So I had a flask and the funnel was really tiny at a small hole and the flask was black. So I couldn't see like I can in a glass. Right. So I was filling it blindly and mixing my own drink and then using it in the confession, I got really lit and they used it. I'm like, oh. blah, blah, blah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get my words no, out. No, it's better. I, I fucked myself up. Right. <laughs> on accident, because I couldn't see what I was doing. Right. Yeah. It's an mis- honest mistake. What? It's I just saw mistake. it back. Yeah. Now when I watch the episodes, like, but nobody knows you are. Oh, are you kidding me? I really fumbled on that one. Oh. I, was I like, couldn't tell. No, I was so drooling about Jeff Bezos. You're still sharp. No, you're still sharp. You're still sharp. It's still good. Yeah. Everybody got it. But both of you, in terms of the way when when you do fight with the women, you are both not people I'd want to fight with because you're very sharp in that regard. You definitely don't want to fight with Alexia. No, definitely not. She'll take an army down. No. Not really, who, but. Who's your favorite, if you had to, who is your favorite person to go head-to-head with? Like, if you're, this is your favorite. I think the thing. easiest is Adriana. I knew you were going to say that. Because she lies. Right. Right. So, you know, it's that all hard. like a lie. It's like a fraud. You know, it's just kind of like she thinks she's doing this for entertainment purposes, but she's not going to do it at my expense. You right. know, because this is like my real life, and you're talking about real things to me. So, therefore, I have to defend myself. Right. But I think she's the easiest because when you fight a, a, a liar, you know, it's just like my truth speaks li- louder than all your words but right. and all your lies. Like, for me, I find that the hardest because how do you, if someone just throws a lie out at you, like, how do I argue that with facts? Because it's made up. Right. So then I can't fight facts with facts. So then I, I mean, you kind of left stumbled, which is interesting, clever of her and evil at the same time. Right. I right. have trouble with it. It's hard. Well, you you're not it's a fighter. Dangerous. You know, Marisol doesn't like confrontation. Right. And she's not a good fighter. She thinks about her stuff after. Mm. And um but at the moment mm. she just can't believe it's like happening. Right. And again with it takes her takes me a minute. <laughs> yeah. And you know, with her I just find it easy because like I said, like she's 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 lying, you know, and like right. you know, she might think it's entertainment or she needs a story or she needs camera time. But to me it's easy because I speak from my heart and I'm speaking the truth. So it's kinda like just like shut you down but I, I do get angry and I'm like very emotional this season yeah. I'm going through menopause so I'm like it, it has to <sighs> be that I mean it was just like yeah so you know I, I, I cry a lot of times like when I'm fighting because you know I'm speaking the truth and I'm like I can't believe this person is like such a liar right and they're just like going with it and you can tell like it's not bothering them but I take things you know seriously of, of course you know, totally. emotional well and also you're showing literally every aspect of your life mm-hmm. so how did they have then the audacity to, to not right. be truthful when you have shown everything for so many years mm-hmm. who mm. do you think's the fairest fight in terms of like your most fair opponent hmm. well I mean I really haven't fought with anybody except for this season and you know it's just kind of like the the new girls you know with with Larsa you know I haven't 
and she's a good fighter. That would be actually a really good fight. Larsa is a good fighter. Um, So if the audience could see my eyes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Bulging out of your head. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I really have, you know, I've had, like, silly fights with, with, you know, Lisa, you know, about sharing the room, which I try to explain to her. Like, Lisa. (laughs) That's my favorite. I love you, and I'm not being mean, but, like, what you did is not okay. (laughs) And I need to tell you that. Like, I need to, like... You know, I, I not teach you. But, but she like, listens to you. She does. Yeah. You know, I think she's, you know, taking that role like in her life. Right. Around, like her bigger sister, her older sister. So and we have a lot of similarities with her. I, I, you know, I love who she is, her personality, her, you know, and I always tell her, don't let anybody take that away from you. Because, you yeah, know, even though she's, she's going through all this, sparkly. she's still like fun. You know, yeah. she's happy. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. I love that about her. Yeah, I love yeah. when you call her monkey because I feel like she's because such she's a, like that. Do you remember that monkey when you yeah. were a kid with the little hat? That's oh, I don't what know. She that's is. The, I'm dating myself seven. <laughs> yeah, you're but right. He would like, clap his I don't hands. Think, I don't think these young girls ever had that. <laughs> it was like no, that. But imagine. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I know the little hat, the yes. tassel, yeah, clapping, so cute. always happy and up. That's least she walks in a room. She's happy. She takes photos. She's giggling. Get Get a drink, and then she disappears. Right, 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 right. But when she comes in, it's a whirlwind. So yes. it's like, you know. Right. We right. definitely saw that. Yeah. Do you ever feel desensitized to all of the chaos that has gone on in your life? Or does it still feel like, I can't believe all of this has happened to me? Or do you feel that it's just become par for the course at this point? I think yeah. it's kind of par for the course. Of the course. Yeah. You know, it's been like gradual, but it's always been like something. And then at this point, it's I think that I'm going to answer for you that she's like... Oh, this is nothing. I've been through this. I can do this. You know, you just get stronger and stronger. She's very resilient. She's really good and positive about moving forward. She doesn't complain. She just takes it and moves forward and keeps going. Well, I have to say on, on a personal note, I lost my mom four years ago. And Don't so, make us mm-hmm. cry. I, I just, this for, you know. I just, watching you both, one, I so appreciated your transparency in terms of your grief journey because I it's obviously something I've struggled with as well but specifically knowing that you both got married after your mom's passing it it was there was a part of it that was a little bit therapeutic of me to watch for me to watch because I think in some ways it's my biggest fear mm-hmm. I remember right after she passed I was like I can't believe I'm gonna have all of these life events and she's not gonna be there yeah, and I just to- I, but for both of you it's like you have that pain in your heart every single day, but yet you still just radiate such happiness. And I, I not only admire that, I appreciate that because it, it gives me something to look up to that's realistic. And it's so important. I can't even you tell you. Stop my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I just, she's always going to be here with you. And that's how I feel it. Yeah. Like her physical body isn't here with us. But just like your mom, she's your biggest angel. She's watching, like, I literally see my mom, like, yeah. in the sky. And I see my dad, and I see my grandmother, and Herman, like, all the people that love me. And they're just there. So, you know, they're just watching from heaven and just protecting us. And they're always, even though it's not physical, but even, even I can see her. You know what I mean? So it's I like, totally. you're always going to have that connection. And yeah. you have to accept it because it's the only way that you can move forward and be happy. And that's what they yeah. would want. Like of your course. Mom wants of course. Us, you know, all and of our moms want us to be happy. And, and talk to her because she's energy, good energy for you because she's always going to protect you. Totally. And all those things you want to manifest in your life, she's going to do it for you. I, I appreciate that. And I also have to say something that really stuck with me is the way that 
you know, I think there was it was last season you put a photo of Mama Elsa on was it your night table or, or oh, oh you, yeah, yeah we were sharing a room yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right yeah. but you were so you were so excited to have her present there and mm-hmm. I said that my one of the greatest things for me is that my friends got to know my mom so well that mm-hmm. they can also you know continue yes. her legacy and the way that you both do that and talk about each other's moms with such praise and just happiness it's really special it's appreciated well for so you much. also I think the fans got to know them mm-hmm. which is like hundreds thousands millions of people mm-hmm. so they all get to celebrate right. them and remember especially them. your such mom especially <laughs> your mom that was such a big part oh you know, my god of the show. yeah it still breaks me up yeah. so much and yeah. when, when I hear someone else lose a mom I get so upset it's mm-hmm. so weird it's very hard mm-hmm. it's hard it's like how do you celebrate these milestones without the person that brought you mm-hmm. into this world. Well, I mean, luckily for us, you know, we had our moms here for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to celebrate many, many milestones. Yeah. They're and, still um, there. Yeah, and like I said, they still are. But, you know, <laughs> at some point we have to, you know, we're, we're selfish. Live your life. You know, and we want our parents to be here forever. Yeah. So, but we have to, you know, accept it and know that they're in a good place and in a better place and they're always with us. I mean, that, you know, you're going to have so many, you, you see that every day. We have, like, signs every single day. Every single day. Her mom is always with us. Always she with us. will not leave us alone, actually. Right. <laughs> she, she was <laughs> true. Like, okay, mom, awesome. can you go? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny yeah. yeah i'll tell you i so my mom only got red nails which is why i only get red nails and oh, right before my mom coming here red nails too, by the way and red lipstick the best my mom too <laughs> and right before coming here on my way i broke a nail and i was like okay she would never let me go into this interview specifically with two women so glamorous without my nail oh, fixed so i ran to 38th got that shit fixed i was like i have to be <laughs> Well, I have one that's breaking, and I right. came here with it. So. And I had one that the gel came off, and yeah. I came because, you know, I own a beauty well, bar, so I came with a nail polish right. in my purse, and I polished it this morning. It was the only it. one. So you well, never know. We could take you to the nail emergency room yeah. after yes. if you need we it. We need it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that we like to end with is, like, a very quick rapid fire, five questions, uh, just the first thing that comes to your mind. How do you feel about that? Sure. Okay. We're out of drinks. Oh yes, <laughs> she has. She has outside. Do you want to bring me in? Oh, you want to? Let's you want? You want a little cocktail? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring it in. Why not? That's to lubricate. You like that? To lubricate my yeah. internal organs. We're gonna call that now. Love that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cheers, girl. Cheers, girl. Oh. Oh. Cheers. 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 I had weed for you. That's okay. Don't worry. Gummy bears. Anybody gonna pass me on the gummy bears? Okay. Rapid fire. Five questions. Number one. Describe Lars's Instagram in one word. Oh, um, sexy. Provocative. Love that. Good words. If you could bring back one of these women to Real Housewives of Miami full-time, who would it be? Joanna, Karen, Anna, Leah, or Christy Rice? None. <laughs> I feel the same way. Those are really hard choices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't think that they're, like... The kind of girls that get this, you know, and they're like girl, girly girls that, you know, at the end. Yeah, I just don't think they would you be know. a good addition. It wasn't a good vibe. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of them? Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're my besties. Uh, we have a choice, so we don't. No. Yeah. If there Who was made this drink, it's very weak. Oh, you want it strong? <laughs> yeah, she likes a double shot. Not, I'm good with not it. Not it is so energy. amazing that you are exactly <laughs> on TV as you are in real life. It's, it's why fun. would you think we'd be any different? Because a lot of people <laughs> aren't. Are. Trust really? me. Yeah. Oh my god. I agree. Well, I have that same problem like this season. Like I know some of the fr- the girls that I know 
before the show or I've gone together with them off camera and they're like so cool and I would like to you know to be friendly with yeah. and hang out but then the camera comes oh, thank you and they're, and they're different and it's it different. just changes your job them. description like, you know, I, I like you more <laughs> off camera right I'm sure it's frustrating if you guys had to pick who do you think that Lisa should date next who should Lisa date next oh um, my god not I, a surgeon I, no I mean <laughs> I think she should date somebody like right now just like young fun and fun that's gonna just like add to her happiness and that she's just it's not gonna be the guy you know I mean you, you don't want to be in a serious relationship right now after yeah. being married yeah. and still going through a divorce yeah. and small children right mm-hmm. so I think she should just get like a hot young guy that like, gives her like really good sex right because apparently she wasn't having sex with Lenny right so um, remember Lenny says oh, he's having sad. sex he, he didn't want to cheat on the other one so he somebody he that yeah, was right. that so listed uh, I yeah. think she should date someone who owns a nanny service <laughs> Would really, really come in handy. <laughs> right. She does have a lot of people. Then they could always go out. Right. right. There's always a nanny. Right. Mm-hmm. So Genius. It could be in terms of the young vibe, similar to uh, Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, Lars is dating. <laughs> um, sharing is not caring. No, no. But <laughs> that same thing. Girl no, I mean, that's, you know what? Whatever rocks you about, whatever, whatever makes you happy. And, you know, just like you have to be, like, I remember, like, my mom always dated younger and I never got that. Like, and I was always like, even ashamed. I was ashamed of that. Like, my mom was a cougar when nobody else was a right. cougar. And it wasn't cool back then, by the way. Especially when she was your mom. Right. <laughs> and she um, like, cool. my mom's husbands were younger than my husbands. Right. And then my boyfriend. So it was weird. But um, with that being said, when I got separated and I was single that year, and I was 47, 48, and Jonathan's looking at me across because <laughs> he would go out with me. I was like, I oh my God, now I get it. I knew what I would mean too. I was like, I, I need to apologize to my mom. So I did. So no. thank God I still had her. And I'm like, mommy, I'm so sorry. You know, I always judged you and I never got it. I'm like, now but I, I get, get it. it. But you know what my mom told me? But what advice my mom told me? And that's why I miss her so much because she used to give me the best advice. And she would tell me, do whatever, pero no te enamores. Don't fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She would say, yeah. they're good for this and that. And be careful because they like older girls. Because, you know, we have something different, right? right. So Ma- she's like, and be careful because you're going to break all their hearts. So don't do it. Well, that's so. My mom is younger than me, by me. the way. Not that much, but he's younger than me. Right. He is. Six years. It's, it's perfect. I finally have an older husband. Right. Finally, first time in my life. My mom used to get mad at me because she's like, you only like the, the good looking guys. You know, you could fall in love with a rich, ugly guy just as easy as you could a poor, good looking guy. Right. She was like very worried about my financial status <laughs> <laughs> because I was going out with cute guys with no money that were broke right. that it's usually broke. the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah cute and broke that drove her nuts right well that's a perfect segue to our next rapid fire which is who's your celebrity hall pass oh my, mm. Tom Hardy oh you had that one ready to go yeah. ready to go yes, my favorite you you've always had that one he's so cute I kind of had one before. I don't anymore. Before you saw Tom Hardy, and then you're like, "Can I share him?" With I know. You? <laughs> I want that one too. I'm like, "Where did you get him that one?" Yeah, Where'd you get him? Wait, he's let's amazing. do. Wait, <laughs> can we share him? Of course. Let's Fight do it a out. three, not at the three same way. time. Oh. No, I know. No, because no. he might like me better. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. No, Again, if the audience I could see you. my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you. You can give them what I can give them, and I can give them what you can give yeah, them. Yeah, love what that. What is that? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> no, but he is really cute. Where did you find him? He's an amazing actor. He's incredible. Just on the street. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking amazing. Amazon. He's I really ran cute, into him at Dunkin' Jonah. Yeah. No, like, I don't know their names, but like, he was super yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I had a celebrity crush before, and I actually got to meet him. And um, He got old and ugly. He, he did. He aged out. No, now he's cute again. He is? Yeah, but it's okay because I'm married. But, um, but yeah, but be careful what you wish for because then I actually met him. Right. So you can't tell us. I was married to Herman, so I didn't cheat on him. <laughs> so you can't tell us who it is. He's a Spanish actor. Oh, okay. a Spanish musician. Okay. He was like always like my... Your ultimate. My ultimate. I used to like kiss the TV when he used to sing, and I used to like watch the TV with my grandmother. Pet it. And kiss him, <laughs> and I was like, mm. And then I got to meet, I like be like that. I was like, oh my God, all I can think about was like her mom. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Wow. And then he was probably cheating on me, but you know what? Right. <laughs> I know, you missed that ball. I know. I was like, wait, why did I do this? <laughs> right? Like, you think back. You think back of what you could have. But you know what? You're happier that oh, I was you can happy always that say I made that it. decision. I totally. would have never done that. Yeah. I'm totally. not okay with cheating. I don't, you know, I don't like that. You right. know, I think that that it's treacherous no I mean I'm not gonna come up with that word that's your word (laughs) (laughs) no I'm just saying that I feel that you need to get separated before you get to that yeah totally or tell the person I'm feeling a certain kind of way and it's about you know I need to I don't like to be like disloyal I'm like very loyal I'm all about trust and you know even though my mom got married you know five times and divorced she never cheated so I always had a very good example with my mom and um and you know I believe in you know in trust and honesty and respect like to me that's just like the I nice. can't agree so yeah. not, not the Lenny Hawk so method. even though I have the Hulk <laughs> no, house I actually know oh my god at all <laughs> the I take it so personal I right. take it so personal because I'm like how can you do that like how can you, I just to me like it's not in my heart it's not in my mind no and um and, but that's why I don't want to have like somebody because if I manifest it it's kind of like gonna happen like it literally happened to me you girls like right. you have no idea I thought Herman was setting me up I was like this motherfucker <laughs> kept looking around bro that's quite like, the setup I'm like my he friend. wants a divorce the that's the and I'm like I'm looking around injury. I'm like Herman's gonna walk in here any minute so I don't know if I did it out of fear or because I loved Herman so much. Oh, that is so honestly like, about be careful what you wish for Wow. So that's why that is, yeah, so, that is good. so good. That is so good. Yes, I'm our <laughs> final rapid fire. Yeah, go for it. Okay, if you had to choose one housewife to not return next season, if you had to, who are you picking? From our show? From your mm-hmm. show. You can start with that. Um, I think I know. Who are you going to say? I think, I think you I would say Nicole. No, I knew you were gonna say that. No, I knew you I were gonna say the that same too. Thing, I mean, so. we're like behind in real life, so I don't know what happens. But well, I don't want to give it all away. All right. <laughs> well, that's to. true. Okay, we're gonna yeah. plead the fifth on this. Okay, one. okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's do the drinking game. Let's take a sip. Too. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> take a sip for that one we didn't mention. Love that. Love that. I like all of them. I think they should all return. I think they've all been like a really good addition. I think we have a great group. Yeah, it's a good cast. It's a great yeah. cast, Amazing. and I think we should all come back I agree. stronger because you have a really good season yeah. I'm so excited I can't wait you guys oh my are God. thank you thank you for doing Thanks this for having it is us. the thank best you. <laughs> do not forget Real Housewives of Miami we are so excited for this season every Thursday every Thursday so I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life like generally speaking there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up 
But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.